we are the people of home. 487 days ago, we became our own nation. Our nation, aptly named home, has since endured a nine-month blackout, adopted the bell as our temporary currency, elected our first constituent assembly, and now we work together on our nation's very first constitution that will guide us into the future. With you as the citizens and I, Alex Williams, as your news anchor, we explore the culture, the history, the politics, and the economics of this young nation of which you are a part. Welcome home. Today's broadcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Just one request for you today. Please leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash thepeopleofhome. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. Today I sit down with Dr. Neil Carter to talk more on the Constitution. Then we talk about the end of the Flags for Home contest and how we will be determining the winner. And finally, I'm joined by Princess Amarachi to talk about her motivational and inspirational podcast, Cheap Talk. So with that, joining us again is Dr. Neil Carter. Welcome back. Well, thank you. I was fortunate to, the other day, see some of the debate and discussion around what we're looking at for Holmes Constitution. These firms and the CA are really going at it, trying to hash out what will be the best system of government. Now, I noticed there was a bit of a deadlock when it came to whether or not we should be presidential or parliamentary. Briefly, before we move on to other things, what are your thoughts on this? Is there a right answer? Well, a lot of the debate comes in between and trying to figure out what it is that we actually want as the top priority. There was a lot of discussion about the effects of presidential and semi-presidential and parliamentary forms of, of government and how do we establish the executive. And a lot of the debate was really over what is the best form of democracy or it's actually a representative aristocracy uh, so how do we best allow the people to have the most say in what happens? And the big difference is that the presidential system allows people to elect the chief executive and keep more of a democratic line going on there, uh, whereas the parliamentary system sees the legislature as being more important and draws the executive from from the legislature and and then the semi-presidential kind of works in the middle where people elect the the head of state and who's got a lot of power but then he appoints the government which is then responsible to the parliament and so that that question of do you want fused institutions that take on the the role of government governing kind of together or do we want a system of checks and balances where nobody has a preponderance of power or or can override the others that there's this sense of of being able to block each other to keep them from doing things we don't want but that also leads them to be less efficient so they're debating the balance of of the criteria that they set no recognizing that there are trade-offs 
the discussions have led us to deciding on a few most important themes for Holmes' constitution. Those ideas or criteria are individual liberty, equality of opportunity, efficiency, and accountability to citizens. What do you think of these four themes? So it's very interesting that the, that the, cons- that the consultancy firms have kind of said that these are the most important criteria and there there is a bit of sensitivity here because although we often think in as we look at liberal democracies that these things are in harmony with each other in a lot of ways they're really in tension with each other there's a creative tension as we look at things like equality of opportunity and balance that with liberty they're really they really are distinct features and individuals pursuing their own liberty might create different opportunities for, for example, their children. Uh, And so how is that going to be balanced out? How do we regulate or or maintain this idea of equality of opportunity and not make it simply a, a catchphrase that we say and don't really mean? What liberties do we need to give up in order to maintain that sense of equality before the law or equality of opportunity? And similarly, with the efficiency of government and accountability to citizens, those are also in tension. So there's a quality issue, and and there's a, a speed issue there that we don't want things bogged down, but we want the citizens to still be able to have some control or that the government in some ways have to, has to answer to the citizens while maintaining individual liberty and equality. Of, of opportunities. So all these things are individually, they sound great and, and they are, but there are tensions there and we're going to have to find a way of balancing those, those different criteria because getting more of one might cost on, on some of those other criteria. We might need to accept less of one in order to get more of another. The firms and, and the, the, the assembly are going to have to have to figure out what balance do we want to strike among those criteria. Taking those criteria and segueing into today's main conversation, how do we apply liberty, equality, efficiency, and accountability to elections? Okay, so the elections question is kind of going a little bit further, but the question, some of the key questions are the frequency of elections, the, the how big the electoral districts are, how many do we have, um, and then how do we choose to choose who gets elected? How much of a say do individuals have? What are we What are we going to do about the regional differences, if anything? Uh, how do we set up districts um, to, to establish this balance of cultural differences in the population and uh, not wanting to get, and, and allowing some minority vote voice. There was a lot of discussion as well about how much of differing opinions do we want in the legislature. And the different forms of, of electoral process will have different levels of, of diversity in, in the legislatures. So we've got a few things here. If we look at them individually, individual liberty with elections. There are, of course, the, the questions of 
electoral law and, and the freedom to vote and assemble and and some of those more procedural questions could come up. Who's allowed to vote? Where does it where does that liberty apply? Uh, who can run for office are also some of those liberty questions. Equality gets into both individual and different groups or or areas. Do we think that it's important to have to have different regions represented or different political ideologies? Or even there there was some question about making sure that there's gender equality in in the legislature or or ethnic representation, not necessarily equality, but equity in those cases. Um, so those questions of equality come into play in a lot of different ways. And then efficiency, there are questions about, and this kind of link between efficiency and accountability, it can be very cost effective to have very few elections and make them as simple as possible and not hold them frequently. But then that might reduce the accountability of people. So of the of the legislatures or the executive, if they choose to have an executive that's directly elected or indirectly elected. So there are all kinds of questions about, about how quick it is. how uh, And then if you look at other issues like maintaining this, the national solidarity, that can enter into it as, as well. Uh, so lots of, lots of counterbalancing that needs to happen. I know this will be a big feature for us in the coming weeks, so just give us a little taste here. What pertaining to elections will we be looking at over the coming weeks? Okay, so there's a few big issues. One is is just this question about how many districts do we have? And, and so that's going to affect uh, the number. Well, we've got to figure out the number, how big the legislature should be, whether we've got one house or two. So some of those things. And then as far as elections go, what kind of methods do we want to use? The big division is kind of a single-member district versus multi-member districts where we have different ways of choosing who's who's elected. Um, in the individual districts, there are questions about do we want a majority or just the plurality? So is it just more votes than anybody else or do you actually need a majority of the votes cast? Do we allow... Uh, none of the above option or the way of saying I vote for for nobody or I spoil my ballot. Uh, those can be is- issues. As we get into multi-member districts, we get more into this question of of proportional representation. Are, are we looking to elect individuals who work for, who kind of band together and work for the part their party or their their belief system and their constituents or are people simply voting on the basis of party identity and and the letting the parties decide who would actually fill those positions in in proportion to the amount of votes that they got for their party um, so there's questions about whether the people should be deciding on individuals or which team they prefer and that can have huge ramifications for how government actually and, and how the legislature actually works. 
Well, thank you very much again, Dr. Carter, for joining us. It was a delight to have you in the studio, and I look forward to seeing how things progress. You're welcome. This has been fun. Today's broadcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Just one request for you today. Please leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash thepeopleofhome. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. So the Flags for Home contest has ended. With more than 20 entries submitted, we will be posting one a day for the next few weeks. You can find those on our Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit pages. Through your likes, shares, upvotes, etc., we'll determine the most popular flags. Considering the popularity and overall appeal of each flag, we'll choose five finalists. Those finalists will be presented for all homies to vote on. Of course, the winner of the contest will be sent a full-size flag of their winning design and be named the official ambassador of home for one year. We look forward to unfurling this symbol of our nation. Now, I am joined remotely by Princess Amarachi. Today, I am joined remotely by Princess Amarachi of the podcast Cheap Talk. Welcome onto the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. It's good to be on the show. Hi, homies. How you all doing? So please tell us a little bit about about what it is that you do specifically on the Cheap Talk podcast. Okay, I am the host of Cheap Talk podcast. And the podcast is about debunking or better still looking at questionable rules, beliefs or statements that you've held true over time that has become a lifestyle or culture or something we live with unconsciously, which in turn limits us or holds us back from meeting our productivity level. So what the podcast does is we look into the statements, these beliefs, and ask real questions that reveal if they are true to be held onto or we should let them go. Interesting, interesting. And and so with this um, with, with this change in mindset that you're trying to help people have, why is it so important for you to to help people uh, shift their mindsets on productivity and positivity and just the world in general around them? Okay, you know what whatever affects your input or affects your output is as a result of things that you held inside. You can separate someone from his or her exposure, experiences, and beliefs. And that is why it's necessary that we have a mind shift, especially when the orientation is poor. That's the real essence of sharing positivity and having a mind shift. So for, my, for me, the real reason why I would want to share it is not just to share it, it's because I want you to come to the knowledge that this is necessary for you to meet to that level that you think or that you have been dreaming of. You know, one thing that negativity does is that it, it makes us see always the bad side of everything and not see the good side of it. So just take, uh, for instance, even in this situation that we are in in, this, in the world right now, a lot of people are seen from different angles and it depends on how your mind has been structured to see things. If your mind has been structured to look at the negative angle of things or not to look at a way to find a productivity angle from something, then you will not make the best out of it. Because if you look at it deeply, you find that our life is not totally free from problems. But we are the ones who try to make lemonade out of the lemon, rather. 
in what ways have you changed your own mindset throughout this process of creating this podcast? Why the podcast is actually important to me is because I had, I was warned or even from going through life, being in the shoes where we held into certain things that are not right, especially negativity and feeling that we can attain our dreams. Few, some of the ways I have experienced my shape or that one of two things to experience in my shape is that I've come in contact with people who believe that everything is figurative. Like in the midst of the impossibility that a lot of people see, it's necessary that we get in touch with people who are seeing it from a different angle. You know, when you get to meet some of the guests or meet people generally in life, they get to open your eyes to things, give you the exposure that you need or change your orientation over things. You might not come up with certain principles or sit you down to teach you, but when you look at their life story or listen to them or see the achievements they've had so far, then you get to understand that actually every challenge is supposed to be a help to attain your dream and not a block. That's that's a great perspective. I love that, uh, that, that every challenge is an opportunity to move you closer to your dreams and your goals and, and what you feel is your purpose. And so what is one simple piece of advice that you'd give homies today? Hi, homies. This is especially from me to you. I want to say that you need to understand that life itself or whatever goal that you have in mind to achieve is not going to be that easy. That is the real truth you have to tell yourself. Because when we build expectations that are not right or that are not true, then we get to get depressed or discouraged in our pursuit of life. So I want to say to all homies that the first thing that I I see that every morning when you wake up, just have the true expectation that, fine, I've got a goal, I have a life, I have something to achieve, but no matter the challenges, because there would be challenges, I'll strive to attain my goal. That's the best expectation you can have. I love that. Last questions for you. Uh, where can people find you online and what can they do to, to get involved with what you're doing? You get me online since I'm right on social media handles and involved in what I do. Oh, I do a lot of things. You still have to like send a message across on those handles. Maybe you want to be a guest on TikTok or you want to drop in a question that you feel we need to look into. Just send me a message. Fantastic. Well, uh, like she said, you can find her at Princess Amarachi on any social media uh, and and send her a message and and get involved. I I love what you're doing. And I'd just like to say one last time, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Alex. Today's broadcast was brought to you by listeners like you. Just one request for you today. Please leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash thepeopleofhome. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. This broadcast is produced by Mecco Radio. Find more great shows on meccoradio.com. Special thank you to everyone who submitted their designs to the Flags for Home contest. You guys rock, and I can't wait to see which one wins. And to Princess Amarachi for being a fantastic guest. Thank you. Check her out on Cheap Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. 
This week's production team includes Dr. Neil Carter and myself, Alex Williams. Our theme music is by Joseph Cordara, and the world is based on the world created by William Richard Redlich. And remember, home is where the heart is. Mecco.